You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. This is Live from the Table, the official podcast of New York's world-famous Comedy Cellar, coming at you on Sirius XM 99, Raw Dog, and the Riotcast Podcast Network. This is Dan Matterman. With me, the owner of the world-famous Comedy Cellar, Mr. Noam Gorman, is here. Periel Ashenbrand, our producer. Yes, and all the way from England, the United Kingdom, from London, England, <laughs> comedy legend, Louis Schaefer. Louis Schaefer is here. Yay. Yeah. Yay! I've been described as a comedy legend, Lewis. So let's get let's take care of business. Why why did you keep us waiting so long? What is going on? Fifteen minutes oh late. The podcast. Oh my god, Jesus! Am I fifteen minutes late? I apologize. I, you said it said seventeen hundred. Is it seven p.m.? I, please, please no. Don't I mean no? Don't don't frown at me. You remind me of your father, and I, all the all the time I had had there being being frowned at. Pizza. I'm just Let saying, you know, when you wonder why you haven't made it in the business, and maybe this has something to do with it. I don't wonder. I know exactly. I'm a complete fuck up. It's take. I do know why I failed in the business. I, you know, I don't need to be. I don't need to be reminded. This is a reminder. I thought. I thought it was two o'clock in the morning. I didn't think it was twelve o'clock. Okay. Well, uh, just uh, that's what I. I thought. I thought you wouldn't be able to do the math. And the thing is that you're good at math. So. Yeah. Yeah. He's well, good at math compared to other so. things. He's good at math compared to stand up. <laughs> yeah. What's that saying? What do you call a broke Jew? Louis Schaefer. <laughs> Louis Schaefer. Louis Schaefer, just by way of introduction for people that don't know Louis Schaefer, although who doesn't know Louis Schaefer? Uh, Louis Schaefer was a bit of, uh, he was, a, I would say, a legend of sorts in the New York City comedy world. He was the house MC for the Comedy Cellar for a couple of years. He was the house MC at Boston Comedy Club. His tagline was, not gay, a sissy. Not gay, a sissy. Yeah. It was brilliant he at the time. A, he met a girl from uh, Scotland who lived in England, married her because no one knows why. I'll tell you why. why. I'll tell you why. why. Because I'm not gay. That's why. I wanted to prove it to myself. Well, he married her. He had two kids with her. He divorced her. And now he's living in Nunhead with, believe it or not, Alu Bell is his roommate, the great Alu Bell, who's another comic, another Meshuggah. He is not my roommate. I am his carer. <laughs> oh, okay, Lewis. So, I mean, I was just, I was just um, googling you, Lewis. And there's a story here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. bring it up here. I didn't, I didn't know about this. Or, oh, Perel has host to screen disabled. Again? Oh, oh, oh. It's this Zoom thing. Can I tell you something? This is, yeah. this is gonna be brilliant. This is gonna be brilliant. But uh, I don't think Zoom is the way of the future. We were yelling at Periel, and really, we should be yelling. And we're yelling at you, and we really should be yelling at Periel. You got it, Periel? You should be Done. yelling. It used Done, Periel? Yes. No, what are you looking okay. for? If, if you can't find it, we'll move, we'll move on. No, I got it. Periel's okay. So there's a thing here. It says, uh, what is this? Comedian oh. Shaver sucker punched oh in the street. Oh, my God. I wasn't. Face. You look terrible. Do you know about this, Dan? 
Yeah, I knew about it, but that was a couple of months ago. That, that was back in, in, in 2019, actually. That was a few months ago. Yeah. That was, yeah, uh, that was, is it, I don't what know. What happened? It's, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have told anybody about it. I just should have hid for uh, for. I just because in my in my desire for openness, and the in the feeling that if you're totally open about everything, that nothing you're, you become invulnerable. And this was actually it was a moment of invulnerability where I took on a uh, young kid. I didn't take him on, but I kind of I kind of took him on in a way. He was he was I was riding my bicycle. You ride your bicycle. And uh, I and um, it's London, England. It brought brought home the fact that London, the world is one world. It can happen anywhere, and uh, you should see the other guy. That's all I have to say. You should see but, what happened. No, but just tell us exactly what happened. What happened is he called me a dirty Jew, and I. Uh, is that I mean, true? I don't care. No, of course it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't true. Uh, you know what? He was. He was. Uh, he was a professional kickboxer, and um, and a and a, and a w, one of those oh, WW. In order to save time, will we get a straight answer out of you on this question? If not, we'll move on. I'm just trying to. Uh, well, you will get a straight answer. You get a straight answer. Straight answer me. The guy punched. I'm 63 years old, and I feel invulnerable. I'm a super strong man now. I've totally changed. I'm eating an entirely meat diet. I don't eat any plants at all, practically. And I felt strong. And I and I stopped. Uh, a guy was. A, I got out and I got out. I got off of my bicycle with a guy in a, in his car. And he had three three women in the car. He was in the back seat of a car. He was like a teenage kid, I think. I don't know anything about him. It's a waiting trial. And um, he, I just felt invulnerable and uh, proven. Proven otherwise. How do I look now? That's the question. How does my nose look? How did you confront this this youngster? I confronted him because uh, be, because something happens when you're a, a bicyclist, a cyclist, as we would call it in London, that where you're not going to take anything from anybody. And oh my God, Lewis, can you tell us what the fight was about? The fight was about the guy. I was ride, riding down a hill. I was riding down one. I was running down a hill in London. Leaving my leaving, I've uh, been to the Crystal Palace football game, and uh, a car swerved in front of me and almost killed me, almost pushed me into another car, literally almost killed me. And I caught up with him in the light because I was going downhill, and um, and and he got out of the car with his three these three girls or like his sisters maybe, and he was in the back seat of the car. It was a hot day, and I think he'd been in the back seat with his with these three women, probably chewing his ear off. He went, he was probably insane. He had a bit of, that's, that's pro sorry, Perio, but that's the way women are. He was a, he was a, um, he, he'd been, that's his, that's his going to be his excuse when he goes to court is these three women were egging him on, driving him insane. And he just wanted to get the hell out of the car. And, um, and he just ran out of the car. And the next thing you know, I was, I thought I thought he was walking away from me. That's why I was a sucker punch because he wasn't facing me when he hit me. I think he hit me with a brick or something. But he broke my nose. And basically, I'm surprised my nose hasn't been broken sooner with the number of people that I've offended and bothered in my in my life. <laughs> and you well, know me. Would you, Noam? Would you say that there were times you you or your father wanted to punch me in the head? Uh, no, no, I, I don't, I, I'm not that kind of guy, nor was my father, but, um, but I, but I understand what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, exasperated. Well, Esty, 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 wanted, Esty wanted to 
uh, give you a shiv in the prison yard Lewis, for sure. Yes. You know, I, I'm, I'm not only not a, uh, not a fighter, but Lewis is bigger than I am and if manlier yeah. than me, I suppose. And that's, I, you know, saying something, but Lewis would always, Lewis used to be the MC. No, Dan, I got a difference. He's not manlier than you. I'm sorry to cut you off because there's a funny, there's a funny thing about manliness, which is that because he has a manlier build, because he's, he's bulkier and, and, and appears like he ought to be more manly. Yeah. You have to, then he actually becomes less manly when his personality is no more manly than yours. In other words, there's, there's, a, there's a weird reverse uh, uh, well, accounting that goes on. Uh, May, the point is I was, I was certainly not going to punch Louis Schaefer, but was he annoying? Absolutely. And he was a good friend of mine, <laughs> but Louis Schaefer, would, he was a host. So he would, he would host the show at the Boston Comedy Club and at the Comedy Cellar. And when he hosted a show, he felt that it was his show and he took great pride in the quality of the show. So if I didn't kill, and of course I'm already feeling bad because I didn't have a good set, he would go, Dan Adam stunk up the joint. Let me tell you something, Louis Schaefer, Louis Schaefer has some advice. First of all, you didn't punch it. You didn't, you didn't pump it. You got a, and your mic technique is terrible. And well, I think he was right about that stuff. Well, in any case, he would feel the need to lecture everybody and critique them after they got off stage. Now, he was a friend of mine, so I was exasperated and went no further. But but one could imagine others. Um, oh, well, they, you know. I, yeah, I've had him. I've had incidents with uh, with uh, Jim Gaffigan, Jim Gaffigan, Godfrey with uh, Chappelle. Chappelle tried to get me fired. Why does Chappelle? Now, now, if you got Chappelle, man, I mean Gaffigan, Godfrey. But if you try to get Chappelle, if you got Chappelle mad enough to do something spiteful, um, yeah. you are rare. It wasn't spiteful. It wasn't spiteful. Trying to get somebody fired is spiteful. No, because he thought he thought that I was doing a bad job at that when I was comparing because uh, because I placed the show at the at the Boston after you guys after I left the comedy cellar at the after Boston we had we had three shows a night it wasn't as expensive as good as as you know as your comedy seller shows but we had three clear, shows the and comedy club was not in boston it was right around the corner from the comedy cellar in new york anyway go on i'm but sorry but it might as well might as well have been in boston but uh yeah i remember i remember uh, i remember barry katz i wouldn't say he was yelling at me but he was he said he said this about uh he said Maybe Dave Chappelle didn't try to get me fired. Maybe I maybe I exaggerated that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I don't, I don't know who Dave Chappelle is. Chappelle doesn't care about that stuff. Chappelle Chappelle floats on he, air. He doesn't care about that. Stuff. No, he does care. That's bullshit. He said to me. He said. He said. Yeah. He he said. Um, he was quite angry. I could see it. And 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 what's his name said. He said the Barry Cat said. He said Chappelle built this club. This is Dave Chappelle's club. However much time you want, he wants to do, you let him do. And, and to me, I'm thinking, because I'm a schmuck, I'm thinking there's a line of people around the block. I am a club man, basically, at heart. Trying to make, I know you don't believe it, no. No, so you gave but Chappelle I, the light. Is that why it happened? Yes, that's what happened. Why I gave Chappelle so? the light. That was a smart yeah. move. No, it wasn't smart. It was stupid, stupid, stupid. And if I had to do it again, it's it goes down as one of the stupidest things I've ever ever done. Uh, it's like the same thing when I was at, when I was at the at the comedy cellar, and I thought 
I was the biggest shit in the entire fucking world. I always think that, even if I'm a tiny little peep squeak of a man. That's, that's, I've got big cock confidence, as they would say. And, uh, and I remember giving your father a hard time. That was, that was up there in the top three biggest mistakes I've ever made, is giving your father a hard time. And I'll tell you something else. I remember, I remember Barry Katz telling me about Jim Gaffigan when Jim Gaffigan was upset at me. He said to me, he said, Lewis, that's Jim Gaffigan. Last year, he made $260,000 in advertising. Whatever he wants to do, you let him do. You are sitting in your apartment in Brooklyn, your one-room apartment with no friends. <laughs> <laughs> Barry Katz is all that's, right, you know. I love Barry Katz. That was the, my maybe and the type three too. Can I tell you the other mistake I made? Yeah. I should have I should have respected Barry Katz. Barry Katz is a great man. I don't tell him I said that, but I think he is a he's he's got his emotional problems as we all do. But I should have I should have. Uh, Barry was at your wedding, was he not? I remember uh, Barry was. At he was wedding. at my wedding. That's right. Vivian. Yeah, I wasn't invited. I was in LA. It was a very short, it was a short notice thing. It wasn't a big wedding. I don't even think, I don't even think the bride was at my wedding. All right, let's talk about Christian Cooper. That's what Pernell's can we, can we also just get, just very briefly, what, what's going on in Lewis's, um, any, if there's any news in Lewis's life? Go ahead, go ahead. Are you, are you still living with your son, Columbus? You know, yeah, he's Columbus. here. Yeah. After he's the, here. After, after who? After, after the Explorer, who's now, yeah. now really being held in high regard these days. No, I know. And I, every, single, every single week I ask my son, are you happy with your name? Are you happy with your name? Are you happy? He's right here. He's listening. Are you happy with your name? It's okay. He used to love it. How he's, old it's is just he? Okay. he? He's too young for you. But <laughs> you can't. I see Periels. She's, she's the kind of girl. She's looking for a Jewish man. Uh, oh, believe me, that is the last thing I am looking Here, for. Periels married Louis Schaefer. Oh, is she married? All right. Well, he's I half have Jewish. my hands full. I bet, I bet you do. That's, you have your hands full. Now, he's, what, my, son, my son is a beautiful child. What was the question you asked? How old is he? He's 19 years old. He first he's, of all, he's, he's not too in, young for me, number one. He's not too young. Are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought you were 20. <laughs> but uh, no, he, he's living here for the first time. He's getting to know his father for the first time. He's never lived with me. And he's, he, he now believes that his mother was right. Everything that she said about me is, was, is true. That I'm a loser. I believe it's a really disappointing. No, I know you know. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think your children. Uh, you have. You don't have any children, Perio. Do you have any children? I do. Son, yeah. You do? No, you don't. I do. You don't. I have a well, son. you're looking. You have a son. I'm not going to ask how old, but you look amazing. Well, thank you. Look. He's he's almost seven. That's why I was he's asking all... how old your son was. I wanted to see. Um... Yeah. You you have two children. Is it, is there any truth to the rumor that you're considering having another child? Well, I don't want this to go out on record whether whether that's going to happen or not. I mean, yeah, because I got I've had a girlfriend for eight years, and either uh, either we have a kid or I kill her. <laughs> I think that's the option. But if I if we have a kid, she's going to kill me. So what's the difference, really? So either way, either way, it's suicide. It's a life. I'm not going to discuss this. 
Periel is not a Periel is not available for me. She's not available, so I have to take what's. Well, you're you're living in England, Louis Schaefer, and so geographically. Why don't you stop for a second, Dan? No one wants to think to go in a different direction. He is the man. We're going to do that. I, I just wanted to make sure we got all our Lewis I'm, shit. You want to see what I'm doing? I'm, I'm Google mapping, Google earthing. I'll show yeah. you. Um, Lewis, I, you're, you're in the UK. This is a good way to interrupt. Would you not That's interrupt? That's my house. That's my house from Google Earth. All right, go ahead. Why oh, my God. Why are you that up there so that everybody can know where you live? Yeah. I didn't tell the address. I just showed the... Uh, I mean, and you uh, think that some, like, but people could, it's not. It's not quite that recognizable, Periel, that people will know where... Oh, but so it, you might have been... Yeah, you might have been... Well, whatever. I'm sorry. You know what? You've been in England. I know you're you're a proud American, but you live in England. Can, I just, can I just interrupt you a second, Dan? Yeah. Maybe, did you just... Did you... I mean, whatever, Dan. Did you see what he just did? He showed a picture of his house. Yes, he did. Yes, but is, is that a small house? No. Is that a beautiful it's a, house? It's a big house. It's not that big, but I, I, I got. It's not that things. big. It's not that big. Like father, like son. That <laughs> that's something. I could I tell you a story? When I was at the when I moved around the corner to the Boston Comedy Club, I and uh, and 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 uh, your father used to drive by. I was out in the street hustling customers, like a like a successful comedian. And uh, your father used to drive by the flat, by, by, the, by the Boston Comedy Club. And he would say, every time he would say, hello, Lewis, how are you doing? It's fine. He says, you know, what's, you know who was at, the, who was at the comedy club tonight, the comedy teller? Um, Jerry Seinfeld was at the, comedy, at the comedy teller. And then he'd drive off. And then he'd come back the next time and he'd say, he'd say, Lewis, we've added a third show on Saturdays. Okay, and then he'd drive off. And then he'd come by. And he'd say, Lewis, look at my new car. It's a Lexus. And then he'd drive off. Because, because that's the way Jews are. They have drive-by gloatings. No, you're, you're totally. That's, that's a totally. And I'm going to tell you something. You're showing your, your house from the air is a gloat. I'll, I'll take it. That really wasn't what I was doing. I'll tell you exactly. I'm going to take two responses. So the reason I'm doing it is because I wanted to show this windy rose around here. And I wanted to take a, um, a, a satellite picture so I could show my daughter how close she actually lives to her friend as, a, as, yeah. the, crow, as the crow flies, even though she, it takes a while to drive to her friend's house. And that's really what I've been meaning to do for her for a while. I didn't realize- right, Why don't you do that? Why don't you do that, Noam? And I'll, 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 I've got a Q-tip here. I'll clean my ear out. The, re- while the reason I started doing it was because you were so late. So, and then, I, then you call me mid-project. Mid <laughs> Now the truth. I'm is, sorry. I apologize. I, I actually I didn't read the time right. You want to hold on, hold on. So the reason I the reason I uh, I take issue with the story about my father is that yeah. my father was not like that at all, not in the slightest. Nor am I. He only did that because he was reacting to you. And <laughs> Blaming me? No, 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 absolutely. <laughs> what he was saying to you was. You fucking piece of shit. You got you, you think you know everything. Really? Yeah, he was saying really. it was his version of what Barry yeah. Katz was saying to you. Listen, really? I, I'm driving a nice car. I have a nice house. I have a family. Yeah. You live in a fucking one room 
uh, that's what he was saying. No, you could not find, you could not find another human who has a, has a story about my father coming up to them and saying, look at me. I have Alexis. Look at me. He is totally outside his character. Yeah, I know he wasn't loading. Of course he wasn't loading. Of course he wasn't loading. I tell you, you are, you know what? You're right. I apologize. And, and, and for, to, uh, to, to, to Manny, I'm sorry. I know it was a joke. It was called a joke. Listen to me. So, I'm trying to be funny. I'm not the successful funny guy. So, so, so did no, you I, see it? Did, wait, did you see it as a joke? Question? Can I ask a question? Because you guys take this stuff for granted all the time. Yeah. Um, so, how long ago was it that you all met and that you started working at the cellar? Because this sounds like I remember when I was a teenager, I used to take the subway in from Queens to go to the Boston Comedy Club. Okay, carry on. Carry on. Know, yeah. One more thing because I'm, because I'm pissed. Can I just say one? I just want to show one thing to be done. This is I'll not point out which house is mine here, but this is a bird's eye view of, of like that, my neighborhood. Does this look yeah. like some Hollywood Hills or something? Looks like a lot of pools. Everybody looks like they have a pool. No, well, there's some pool. This is a pool here. There's a pool here. No, most people don't have pools. I'd say one out of 20 or 25 houses have a pool. But, um, but that's, so pools, are, pools are not uh, a strange thing to suburban life. It's a, it's a suburb. It's a nice neighborhood. It's not, it's not um, you know, uh, uh, it's beautiful. or it's something. Lovely. But anyway, go ahead. Look, here's the thing. You've talked about where you live on air before. And frankly, like, I don't think it's that brilliant to be pulling up pictures of your house. Okay, I'm gonna, we'll ask Mike to just black that out. Or if you send it to me, I'll black it out. But, but okay, so listen, can we talk about this? this thing? Yeah, let me, let me introduce it. You want to do the central part? <laughs> Louis. No, I, I, because I'm going to tie it in with Louis Schaefer. Louis is, Schaefer. Is, okay, go ahead. Is, is Noam upset because I was late on the show? No, no they were sticking up for you, actually. I was, I was defending you. I was oh, okay. I can't believe how chill Noam is. Sorry. We've been, we've been in England a long time. I don't know if you know what's going on. It's full on race war in America right now. Uh, well, it's not full on race war, but it's, well, I, but from it's what I can tell, is it? Is it There's always yeah. a racial issue going on. So the latest thing in Central Park, a woman named Amy Cooper, she was in the Rambles, which you might remember, that was the gay area back, I think. <laughs> so she, yeah. she was in the Rambles. It was a black yeah. man who I believe is gay, actually, Birdwatch. Yeah. <laughs> she was with her dog, Unleashed. You're supposed to have your dog leashed in the rambles. That's the rule. The black man said to her, leash your dog. She said, well, I, my dog needs the exercise. And she said, he, the, man, the black man said, well, he can exercise somewhere else. You've got to leash your dog. So she said, well, it's dangerous elsewhere, so I, whatever. So the black man said, well, if you're going to do what you, you're going to do, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And he offered the dog a treat for some reason. No, no, you left something out. Okay. He said, if you're, you you're going to do what you want, I'm going to do what I want, but you're not going to like it. That's the key, that's the key phrase. Okay. Of the, so he offers right. the dog a treat. The woman flips out and says, I'm going to call the cops and tell them that an African-American man is threatening me and my dog. This is the part that was, got, was on tape where she said that. Then he said, say whatever you want. She calls the police and says, an African-American man is threatening me and my dog. That's pretty much the end of the tape. Anyway. Yeah. So oh, how do you, it? how do you, how do you, why did he offer a treat? What kind of, if, if you're dealing with someone you hate, why would you give you, that person's dog a treat? Right. Dan is, um, Dan is not uh, telling the story quite the way I would to the jury. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Because, I, because I think that the key details are, are lost there. But for, for the most part, yeah, I, well, I, 
I so don't read it. Yeah. I will read it to you exactly. Go ahead, Dan. Well, I, um, the point is, is the big brouhaha in America is, is this woman, they call her a Karen, which apparently is this word that they use here in America to mean yeah, a white heard woman that. that's entitled <laughs> and calls the manager all the time. Yes. Now, I don't know what the equivalent would be in England, maybe a, a well, Nigella. You'd have, you'd have to be an idiot in this country, in England, to call the manager. Because it, it, if you call the manager in this country, the manager comes in and thinks, why is this person disturbing me from not working? And joins with the employee, no matter how right the customer is, to mess up. Can I say the word F? Can I say the F word? Uh, yeah. To fuck up the customer. Never, you, that's a big difference between this country. There's okay. no so customer. Be no, that so as it may, Karen is considered this word for an entitled white soccer mom who, yeah. uh, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's racial profiling. Anyway, so. Um, I don't like the use of that word, but I don't think it's instructive yeah. or productive to, to no, use. This is the thing about racial profiling, Dan. We mm -hmm. know this already, that. It's it's flawed, it's wrong, and it's not, and it has no basis in reality unless you're profiling white people, in which case it's it's on the nose and it makes perfect sense to do it. anyway. Um, so, so just to read, so he wrote, he wrote yeah. on his, uh, and 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 just to be clear, it, I would have my druthers. Nobody would be racial profiled. I don't, I don't believe in it, but I'm saying it, it's kind of, you know, either either you think there's something wrong with it. At, at, at its core or you don't you can't have it both ways you can't have it say how dare you generalize about these people but it's okay to generalize about those people anyway um so he writes uh uh he says this is his event now the dwarman the dwarman rule lewis yes dwarman rule is that everybody spins a story even when they are in the right so uh, the example i always give is that when i get a complaint that a customer has been waiting 20 minutes for hummus. I know the following, that she's been waiting probably 10 or 15 minutes and she's been waiting too long. Meaning nobody, they always exaggerate how long they've been waiting, even though they have been waiting too long because you don't take any chances with a story, right? Right, <laughs> so, yeah. But, but having said that, this is the way he describes himself before the video. He says, um, all you have to do is take him to the other side of the drive outside the ramble and you can let him off your leash and she says it's too dangerous and he says look if you're going to do what you want to do i'm going to do what i want to do but you're not going to like it and she says what's that and he says to the dog come here puppy and and then she says he won't come to you and he says we'll see about that and then he writes i pull out the dog treats i carry for just such intransigence um so what, 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 and she writes, Hey, don't you touch my dog. And that's when I started the video. So this is, this is what's tough about people in 2020. I believe that she probably, and then she, and then she, she really lays it on thick to the cops. And it sounds to me like she probably broke the law. She, she probably would be vulnerable to some kind of false or, uh, you know, false alarm charge the way she, sure. I'm not sure, but because, but, and, um, well, and that's about it. And, and I don't, maybe he could sue her for civil suit, but he's not damaged. So, so I don't think he could sue her. But um, the thing is this, if we're going to be fair here, if somebody says to me, uh, look, if you're going to do what you're going to do, I'm going to do what I want to do. 
And I say, what do you mean? And, and, and he says, come here, puppy, and pull something out of his pocket to give to the yes. dog. Or yes. let's say, yeah. or, or to my kids. Um, of course, I mean, if you, if you had Family Feud and the top five answers, one of the top five answers is gonna be he's, he's poisoning the fucking dog. One of the yeah. answers, one, the answer wouldn't be, he's gonna, give my, he's gonna give my dog a yummy treat. That's what he means when he says, I won't like it. Like, why wouldn't I like it? <laughs> Like, like, I mean, obviously that's not, he's not trying to create the expectation when he says that in her, he's not trying to get her to think, oh, he's going to do something really nice to my dog. You know, he's trying to get her to think that he's going to do something that she won't like. And then right. he takes something out of his pocket and she's perfectly reasonable to think, well, I don't think he's giving her a piece of steak, you know, right. or, or a delicious bone. So at that point, this woman freaks out. Yes. But this is what's the most interesting part to me. She's an Obama donor, by the way. What she yeah. did, in my opinion, is that she has so well internalized the, the um, left of center point of view that the cops uh, are ready to shoot down any black guy they see. Now, what she's doing is weaponizing that, not because she's a racist. What she's saying is, is essentially like, listen, you better leave me alone. I'm going to call those Klansmen over there to get you. Yeah. Because, yeah. So I don't find that, um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know that racism is the right explanation of that. I find her offensive because the guy was obviously, why don't I, I shouldn't even say, you know what? I'm not going to be cowed. I'm try, I really don't know how I would react if somebody said to me, about my dog, I'm gonna do something, you're not gonna like it, and pull something out of their pocket and offer it to the dog. I really, I really don't know how anybody pretends they would react to that. I might have been alarmed, but, but I would might have been alarmed. She might not have been alarmed. She might just be a crazy dog mom. Yeah. And these dog moms are crazy oftentimes. None of those things are true. The dog moms aren't true. crazy? Or the or people who walk her dog, who gave up her name, described her as being neurotic. That woman got that dog from a shelter and gave it back. No, they took it back, I read. Taken back. The, the point is, is Noam, you're, you're right, Liz. She might have they been- They took it back. Wait, wait, stop for a second. Yeah. They took it back after this incident. Yeah, yeah. So it went viral and now everyone's talking about it. She got fired okay. from her job. So, so, so Periel, let's take it step by step because one problem with these in stories is that sometimes when we know the ending, we use that to interpret the, the beginning. And that's not fair because the people at the beginning of the story don't know how it's coming out. And I'm asking you, if you had that interaction with anybody, white, black, Chinese, doesn't matter at this point, and they said, I'm going to do something you're not going to like, and then proceed to try to give something to your dog to eat. Yeah. Are you going to look me in the eye through Zoom and tell me that wouldn't alarm you? No, what I'm no, going what I'm to- Don't change the subject, just answer the question. I'm not changing the subject, you have to back up. You can't- That's changing the subject. Up. We're getting some feedback, I think on Lewis's end. I don't know if anything can be what done. What is it? It's Go like ahead, So why, why, why do I have to back up? Because that's not where it started. It started- I just read his account. I'm reading his account he, of how it started. He was the one who was in the wrong to begin with. Okay, she was the one who was doing something that she wasn't supposed to. The dog to. was not on the leash. And Correct. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Apparently, apparently first of all, apparently um, this is an area where a lot of people have their dogs off the leash. Second of all, seeing a dog off the leash, even though it's technically not legal, it's like saying that someone was in the wrong because they were smoking marijuana. Yes, you're not supposed to have your dog on, on, off the leash, but 
The, that is not reason. Well, well, okay, she's doing something wrong. Let's follow. And she has the dog off the leash. And now the man says to her, if you don't put your dog on the leash, I'm going to do something you're not going to like. And then he proceeds to offer the dog something from his pocket. Why don't you just put your fucking dog on the leash then? Okay, now I'm asking you, how would you interpret that? I have no idea. I think it's well, what, how, 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 Give me some I, options how you might have interpreted it. I think it. it's feasible to surmise that maybe he was giving something to the dog that could harm it. Fine. Okay. I, I can accept Now, how that. would you react I, at that point? I have no idea. You can't sit here saying how you would react. What I can say is that this woman used her privilege and her whiteness intentionally <laughs> to try to harm him Let and very possibly him. get him killed. Okay, okay, for, okay, now, now, okay now there you got to stop because this is, where, this is where it runs off the rails. Okay. I, don't, I don't like what this woman did. And I, and I would not mind at all to see her spend a night in jail because it should be, there was something, assuming that she's not totally batshit crazy, which I think would excuse it in my mind, that, that, that this guy um, didn't deserve a, a run-in with the cops, which she was trying to. Uh, well, she said to him, no, I'm right. Hold on, she hold, said on, to him. hold on, hold on. But the, you cannot point to a single incident where a guy like that guy has been shot under these circumstances in New York City by a cop. The idea that you say that um, he would likely get shot is such a fucking outrage. It is so, I don't, you, you cannot, when was the last time, now we've heard, we've seen like Eric Garner. Yeah, so. Eric Garner dropped dead from his, um, from the chokehold and asthma and that, and that kind of thing. Uh, was there another shooting in New York City? I don't remember. I'm sure there, there might have been. There was uh, the uh, Amadou Diallo with a plunger up the ass. And there was the other guy. What's the, what's the, what's the other one that was the shooting in the, um, like, 20 years ago? was the plunger. Amadou Luima, Diallo. Diallo. Right. So we, we've had these incidents in between hundreds of thousands of arrests. I mean, hundreds of thousands of arrests of, okay. of, of people in, of, in criminal situations, right? And then you have the various times where somebody thinks, somebody had a gun or somebody resisting arrest and you have your various um, cases of atrocities. And, and by the way, of white people too, if you look at, if you actually look at the data. That's not what the, we're talking the notion, about. The notion, and, and I know a lot of guys have been hassled by the cops, black guys. I'm not, I'm not naive to this, but the notion that every time a cop interacts with a, a black guy, they're getting shot or likely to be shot or it's even remotely likely they get shot is just, I mean, if, you, if you're just going to be untethered from anything data-wise and just want to say stuff like that, it's just disgraceful. It's just fucking disgraceful. You can look up the data. There have been many articles written about this. One of them was on the front page of the Sunday Times by a black economist from Harvard. who said it was the most uh, uh, um, unusual finding in his career where he found that actually... Blacks were hassled more by the cops, but shot less than white people. This was his finding. But Periel says that this guy was going to get killed. And it's this not is, just Periel says. And when people, I mean, and when people, I mean you want to, you know, like, I'm not you finished. Have, I'm, let me finish my rant. And what happens to a guy like me is that when you got to put your, when you got to put your thumb on the scale, I, you lose me because I'm inclined to hate this woman. I don't like what she fucking did. But if I have to, to hate this woman, if I have to buy into 
your bullshit about it, then I, I immediately react to the opposite way. Like, no, wait, wait, I'm not, I'm not going there because I know what was going on here. This crazy, maybe entitled, liberal white woman was alarmed by this black guy and what she did, because she thinks just like you, she says, I'm going to threaten him by calling the cop murderers. I'm, she's not attacking him because he's black. She's not trying. She's That's not, exactly what she did. No, she's trying to use the fact that he's black to scare him because by calling the cops. Like I said, it's like, she's like, I know the cops are going to, I know the cops are racist. You know the cops are racist. And if you keep fucking with me, I'm going to call those racists over here. So you better stop. Yeah, and what do you think she thought was going to happen when she did that? Well, or she might have thought she that... She was going to get shot. She might I have, don't agree with you. Oh, no, she might have believed... She might have believed, like you, that the cops are not racist generally, but thought that he would think that, and it would scare the shit out of him. No, she probably believes that she's a, she's a she's a total New York liberal. You read about her; they they've uncovered her who she contributes her her political dollars to. Uh, her friends have talked about her. She's a she's a typical liberal Manhattanite. She, yeah, she, she I mean, I can't. There's, I can't a, lot, there's a lot of evidence in that direction. I I don't know it for a fact. Um, the second question is, is, and I want to hear Louis Schaefer's thoughts. He's been quiet, which is uncharacteristic of Louis Schaefer, but Noam gets, you know, he goes. <laughs> but, but, Remember, he's the man. But the other question is, is, okay, you I, know, what, was she really, was she really threatened? We, it, maybe she was, or maybe she just is a crazy dog mom who doesn't like people telling her not to leash her dog. Okay, is NPR uh, a right-wing outfit? Let's look at NPR. New study says white police officers are not more likely to shoot minority suspects. But Periel knows better. Don't, don't yell Why at Periel. Why don't you have a conversation with somebody who's not me and hear this perspective from somebody else? Because there is no data out there to back up what you're saying. It doesn't matter. There are tons of black men and women who feel that the second the cops are called, their lives are in danger. That's right, there are. So you can and, pull and up as much data as you want. No, there are people who feel that way, absolutely. And, and, and it's important to know whether it's true or not. And if it is true, it's quite serious. And, and, we, need, and we need to address it. And if it's not true, we can't fucking be- But I mean, those are I can, two listen, separate conversations. I can only, I am open to anybody, any of the listeners, I am open to reading anything. And I only want to embrace the truth. I have no skin in this game. I don't, the cops are capable of, of anything you tell me they're capable of. I'm not what a, I'm telling you is... But, but, but... So listen for a second. On. But I'm not going to sit here and, ha and allow you to, without any basis in fact, or any attempt to have a basis in fact, well, I am going to show you NPR, and I can show you three other articles in, in 60 seconds that say, well, actually... That's actually not true. Yes, it's true. The cops, the cops pull over black guys more. They hassle them more. They racial profile them more. They do all kinds of stuff that they that more. Um, but they are not shot more. I never Period. said they were, but I never said that. You said that she was going to get him shot. I, I, what I said was is that her intent was to put him in harm's way. That's why she called the cops. No, her, her intent was to get him away from her. This guy, this guy, 
He wasn't, she's, no, I don't buy that. She didn't think he was going to wait around until the cops came. She wanted to chase him away. I I mean, I don't, I I can't read her mind. I would have to also hear this man speaking to know how threatening he was. If he talked in the video, he's very well-spoken, very gentle. But does he sound very gay? What do you mean by that? How does he have a gay, a stereotypically gay voice? That would put me at ease. I don't don't know what that means, Dan. I don't know what a gay voice is, but he, he sounded like Lewis. Well, that would put me at ease. I, I, you know, if it were me, I mean, you, you know, well, I don't think and, she was afraid of him physically. I think, I think she was crazy. I mean, if you watch that video, she looks nuts. The people who walk her dogs said that she's kind of nuts. Oftentimes, no, women that have dogs and that are barren or childless, Jesus and I don't know if that's the case here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes are, are, are lunatics. I, I, I don't know that that's the case in this case. <laughs> Perio, I'm with, I'm with you, Perio. Thank I you, blame. I don't blame that black man for being outraged. And if I hope he has a cause of action, and I hope he pursues it. What she, what she, he, he was in the right. Well, no, I, I can't go all the way because he, listen, he, there's something else we have to comment on, which is he talked about how he brings these dog biscuits or whatever they are with him for this purpose. So this seems to be something that he enjoys to do, which is to kind of perhaps- Wait, stop for a, a second. Let me help you. Let me help you here. Yeah. Let me do you a favor. He's on the board yeah. of the Audubon Society. And so he is there yeah. all the time. He's also a graduate of Harvard, by the way. What are you talking, so what does that do? I'm saying that if he's, he, he, by his own words, he says right. he carries biscuits for exactly this type of situation. Right, but now, it's not like weird. Well, what is weird to me is that how you can't fight these people who keep, let's be honest here, you cannot fight these people who keep their dogs off a leash by giving their dogs treats. So the, this, so the game here really seems like, now maybe he'll, be interviewed and he'll say something to the contrary and I'll acknowledge it of course but the game here certainly seems to be this is his way of kind of giving a little fright to the owners and then they realize when he pulls it out oh it's just a it's just a dog biscuit and that's his and he gets a little a little revenge or whatever the word is from that because I can't now maybe I'm missing it I don't understand this scenario any other way why would you carry dog biscuits as a way to get even with the people who you're trying to get even with because they have their dogs off a leash. Uh, now, Lewis Schaefer has dog biscuits, but that's because times are hard. And uh, that's- <laughs> and, and listen, that's what, what if he had said to her, okay, you're gonna do what you wanna do, and I'm gonna give your dog a treat. I mean, why, did, why didn't he say that? Why didn't he put it that way? It seems to me he didn't put it that way because he knew she would be, there would be a second there where she was a little worried, frightened maybe. Now she she freaked out, but he didn't count on that. And then when she would see the dog treat, presumably the way it happened every other time is like, oh, okay, you know, you're just fucking with me. But this time she blew a fuse. So so he's not. I mean, I can't I can't get behind that either. But then she took it even further, and you know, and nobody can defend that what she did. But let's not pretend that. All this isn't true. Like, why? Why can't the full story be acceptable to us? Or do we have to just? We haven't heard from Lewis in a while. I would like to hear his thoughts on the matter. Lewis Schaefer, you've been away so long. What, what do you make of what's what's occurring here in the colonies? 
you know, the, watching you guys fight over this is like watching two dogs <laughs> fight. Yeah. It's why you're snappy. You're, you're mental Americans. You're the most mental and most short-triggered New York Jews. It's, I've been living here for 20 years. We don't have people like you anymore. Even I've not become like me anymore. I'm, you can't win. First of all, I'm always surprised at you. I'm not always surprised, but I'm surprised that you, you, can't, you do. You care about something like this, Noam. And the truth is, is that this is an issue that, you, that there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing. You can't stop that insanity over the coronavirus. You cannot, yes, yes, it, what might be true is one thing, but what these people are feeling, what black people in America are feeling is something, they feel it. And, and, and maybe it's true, maybe it's not true, it doesn't matter. It only matters that feeling is the most important thing. And they feel put upon, that's in their kishkas. In the same way we as Jews, we feel they're coming to get us. They're trying to kill us. There's a plot against us. We feel, even if people, even if it's not true, we think it's true. Is that right? Thank yeah, you, it's true. So we, right? we feel it. On the other hand, okay, so it's like what I've learned from being 63 years old, and I don't, I haven't reached this point yet, but I feel like there's nothing you can do about it. It's insane. But on the other hand, this, this guy sounds like a weird guy to carry around treats with him. I remember when, I, when my nose was broken. A guy didn't give me a treat and say, here's a little treat, and then tell you, oh, you might, be, you might die from that. It, it doesn't make, it doesn't make, it's so unlike the people that I knew in New York. I can't imagine, I asked, I asked a question, what, how has New York changed? How has New York changed in the past 20 so first of all, everybody should be mindful that weird, uh, nasty exchanges where people go nuts. I mean, I had one um, when I was jump-starting my, my wife's car. Happen all the time between different races, the same race, whatever it is. And, you know, and once out of a ridiculously high number, some bizarre chain of events happens. And it's, and it's very distorting to think that this is – a typical event. So, I mean, I, I, just like really quick with my wife, I was jump starting her car and I, there was a woman who had pulled all the way through, like from, you know, when, when parking spots are uh, face to face, so you can pull all the way through and then be facing the opposite way in the spot. So you can just pull straight out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I, 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 um, I was blocking the space she had pulled in that way and I was blocking her, but I made sure that the space behind her stayed empty so she could just back out. And I was, we, were, we were stuck with the baby in the car in Scarsdale near Periel. It, it was hell. And I'm trying to jumpstart my wife's car and the woman comes up to me, white woman, a Karen, a woman comes up to me and says, you need to move your car. And I said, I, I said, listen, I'm, I'm, I got my baby crying in the car. I'm jumpstarting my wife's car. I made sure that there's nobody behind you. Can you just back out? He says, I don't want to back out. I pulled in here so I want so I could pull forward. And I said, I'll, I'll back it out for you. She wasn't, she wasn't like an old lady. She's like, I'm my. She says, and I said, listen, this is you don't understand what I mean. I was really nice. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm really in a terrible situation right now. Can you just back out? She says, I specifically pulled into this spot forward because I intended to pull out forward. You need to move your car. So I had to disconnect the jumper cables, put down all the window and, and pull out. Now, if I had been someone Karen. else, I mean, that's Karen. 
I would have gone fuck. I would right. But if I had been a black man, there's been no way you could have convinced me that this cunt wasn't. Excuse me, <laughs> that this bitch wasn't wasn't doing this because I was black. No way in the world. It was so ridiculous what she was doing. She had no, yeah. there was no reason in the world that she couldn't back out of that spot. She saw everything I was going through. She saw the baby crying. She saw the, I mean, it was, you could not get, this would not be a plausible story in a movie that somebody would do this. And yet she did it. And if I had been- Was the baby, was the baby crying or did you exaggerate that? No, 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 no. Said, no. Maybe the baby was just frowning a little bit. The baby was, so, that, so then that's for Maybe you didn't. Maybe the you didn't give her is, enough space. You think you gave her enough space, but you didn't really give her No, 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 she had enough space. The second thing all is- All right, all right. The second thing is that um, if this woman worked for me, uh, I would not have fired her. I would have said, I can't believe you- Talking about the woman with the jumper cables or the woman in Central Park? The woman in Central Park. I would have said, I can't believe you did that or whatever. I, I would ask her story. I would, I would, if the cops, I mean, if she broke the law, I would, you know, well, you're, you're going to have to deal with the cops. And if she deserved to get sued, she gets sued. But it would never occur to me that I, it was coming upon me to punish her by taking her career away from her. She could have children. Like, what, what does it mean? Like, I, it's not to say that I'm defending her, to say that I don't believe the mob should be getting involved in these things. This is not, and they took away her dog. I mean, if, let me put it another way. If she beat the shit out of her kids, nobody would expect me to fire her. If she was a football player and knocked, her, knocked his wife out in the elevator, who, who was that football player, right? Nobody, I mean, everybody looks the other way. I mean, the, the kind of things that people have been known to do, Chris Brown, all, I mean, the stuff that people don't lose their jobs for. And this woman who blows a gasket over a guy uh, who, who says this stuff to her and the dog is supposed to lose her entire life now? And people are patting themselves on the back for this? Yeah, this is, now America is finally where it needs to be. Now the mob will take care of anybody that we think is cross, unless they're famous, or unless they're privileged, or unless they're, you know, somehow somebody we're sympathetic to, or somebody, you know, we can, we can make an excuse for, or it's Jussie Smollett, or whatever it is. And, but, if, you know, so long as it's somebody, it's a Karen, so long as it's a Karen, good. Let her lose her job. Let her never work again. Let take her dog away from her. And, and if we're lucky, she won't even be able to keep a roof over her head. I just can't well, get that. No. And I'm totally sympathetic to this man. And I hope she goes to jail for a week if she deserves it. But I can't get behind that. I'm sorry. Yeah. What movie is this? What book is this? This is Bonfire of the Vanities. That's a, this, that's, if you know that story, this is the exact story about an average schmuck. He does something slightly wrong and he gets totally vilified as, as a totally evil person and pays the price. And that book is that book's probably 30 years old or more. And so this has been going on. I was, I'm surprised you're, so, I'm with you 100%. No, I'm with you. Oh, you were with she me. Was, He's I'm just with everybody. That. I'm trying to, get, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get along with people. That's a new mm -hmm. Louis Schaefer. I'm with, I'm with Perry I'm with you too. But, but at the same time, does she deserve to be punished in this way? No, for being annoying. I don't think she does from what it sounds like. So when she, what, she did to him was shitty. what she did to him was shitty and it could have been way worse. If he even just been 
hassled by the cops and if he had been had to go god forbid gotten arrested or whatever it is that's all quite serious i don't that, so that's take the that only lady. point though that's really important before you go completely ballistic i mean there are valid points to what you're saying that the mob mentality and ruining people's lives but what i'm trying to articulate here is that there is a very real thing going on that black people feel that when the cops are called that they're lives are in danger and she did that on purpose she knew that and that's why she called the cops well we'll have to ask uh uh we have to ask some of our our um regular black guests if they feel that every time they see a, a cop uh, that their lives are in danger i i i don't think that's what i've heard them say i think there's a lot of resentment towards the cops and they and they definitely um are hateful about the shootings and um, and I'm sure they, they believe, I mean, even I have trouble believing the data to tell you the truth because of the, what the news presents to us, but you have to trust the data just like you got to trust the data on, on coronavirus. I mean, we, you know, at some point. Well, I think the data um, on coronavirus it, it, is also questionable, but. And nobody think, ever answered my question, by the way. What was your question? About how you guys, how far back you guys all go. Oh, um, I, I met Lewis Schaefer in the early 90s. I was a student at law school. Lewis took advantage of me. Lewis <laughs> um, befriended me. He was my first friend in the comedy business. Really? He was. Um, I, was, was. I was probably 24. He was 36 or 37. Um, older man. Older, older man, consenting younger boy. Uh, it's a story as old as time. Um, <laughs> And um, I, I, I knew he was a nut, but I liked him. Uh, I liked him nonetheless. I, I guess I have a taste for characters. But uh, we've known mm. each other since about 93, 94, yeah. Uh, when I started. He's I grown started up into a lovely. <laughs> what? I'm just saying you grew up into a lovely, lovely. We used to go every man. week to Pips. Seth Schultz, who killed himself, I, I don't know when, but 10 years yeah. ago was the owner of uh, Pip's Comedy Club. Dear friend and a, and a funny comic, but another troubled soul in this business. But we used to go to his club uh, once or twice a week in Brooklyn. It, um, I think, I think, long way. I think the woman played it wrong. She, she should have said, no one wants to talk more about this, but. Well, I, I, can, I, we, can I just finish this line of questioning for a second? Yes, of course. When, when did Boston Comedy Club close? That's uh, 10 years or so ago, I think. And so you guys used to go back and forth from the cellar to there? Lewis was an MC at the cellar. Then he left and became the house MC at the Boston Comedy Club. Um, working with Barry Katz, the, the great Barry Katz, um, who we should probably invite on, by the way, if he's willing to come. He might be an interesting character to have on. That'd be great. Um, we should get Christian Cooper I get, on. I get a long list of, of, of my, my guest um, wish list. What, what, can, Lewis I, uh, can I ask? Very Go ahead. Lewis hit upon well, something interesting. Noam's passion for these things is really, really, I think the stuff of great, great radio, I can't get that. I agree with Noam on most of the points that he's made tonight but I can't get quite that furious about it. Um, you know, I, I analyze and go, yeah, sure, I, I hear you. But, but Noam really, his father was like that too, by the way. His father would, 
It's the Israeli in them. It's the Israeli. They're they're passionate well, I, people. They're passionate. I, I don't know if it's the it's no, the dwarves. All, all these every every issue of mob um, pressure to get somebody fired. Uh, uh, give me a flashback of the Louis thing because after all, that's that was the same thing that they wanted about Louis not working here. It's like he had done something. He he had really done something. Well, nobody was pretending he even he'd apologized for doing something. Maybe not uh, uh, the worst that people wasn't the assault that people were saying it is, but something that he had to apologize for and that was wrong. And then the, um, the mob descended on me and, and ruined my life for a year because uh, they felt that this was my, I'm supposed to handle this. And I, and I push back on that. And, I, and it bothers me that most people can't distinguish between the fact that yes, I, I think what these people might've done is wrong, very wrong. And yet I don't believe that that mo the mob or, or public pressure should be handling how these things are, are, are punished or not punished on a totally, you know, opportunistic, biased, make it up as you go along way. And like I say, you know, when a famous person could smack the shit out of his kids and, um, you know, he's not going to get fired. Al Alec Baldwin beat the shit out of a guy in the street and he went on SNL a couple weeks later. Right. I mean, was, was, I know what she did was terrible. Was it really not as bad as what Alec Baldwin did by hitting somebody? Yeah, but I mean, that wait, wait. Can I say? Can I say something to that? That that's that's not the best argument to make. Yes, but, it is. <laughs> no, it isn't. It isn't because it's it's like comparing apples and oranges. And people, some people are are allergic to oranges, and they're not allergic to apples. So then, when you mention it's like an orange, they go mental. Why is you, it not a, apples and oranges? Why is it apples and oranges? Because because every situation is different. One one is is a guy do like what Louis did. Another is a woman in a park. You, but I agree with you that I I personally think this is a mob rule and mob mentality. But there's nothing you could do about it, and that's what really surprises me. Because there's like I'm sitting here. I'm with the coronavirus things, thinking that we've handled this so wrong. But you can't change the world. You you are tilting at windmills right now. I think no, because this is something that is so big, it goes back hundreds of years, it's infected everybody, it's the great stain of this country, is, is the way, is the relation, America, our country, sorry, I forget where I am, it's the great stain, is like the, the, the animosity between black people and white people, between what black people think and what white people think is, is horrible. But the fact that you have this kind of passion at your age, and you maybe should be calming down a little bit. <laughs> you're, look, you're looking good. I'd be very proud of my country if this woman were arrested and were given a, for presuming that she, she did violate the law. I, I presume there is a law which, which um, says you can't. You can't call the police. She, was, like she wasn't. He, she, over. He, she, no, but she said he's threatening me and my dog, and I don't see anything there where he was threatening her. Right. And um, if she filed a false complaint based on that evidence and she were punished in some way, you wouldn't hear a peep out of me. Not, not the slightest peep. You're like, right. good, you, you, you had it coming. Um, but she again, was over-penalized. Over yeah, but I'm saying that like the, the, the yeah, like. But, and if that's the case, let the, let the legal process uh, you know, ascertain what exactly happened with greater precision, because we we only get 
the video only shows a part of what happened. Um, let's let's end with this because this this actually it says it apples. You know, Lewis, a higher intellect can appreciate the comparison of an apple to an orange because although, <laughs> because although they are different, they're still they're still common ground. They're still fruits. That's and, the point, Gnome. That's that is the point. The point is no, is that most people mind. most people aren't higher intellects. Okay, well most I, people. Okay, so let me just play this because this really is a, now this is quite an orange to the apple we've been discussing, but to me, they're very, very related. So I'm gonna play this for you now with the sound and you and you see if you can understand my, my thread here. Hold on a second. So are the people there just not worried about it, Cal? Are they not worried about their own personal safety? MSNBC. I haven't met anybody who is. I met some folks actually from Lake Geneva who lived in the area. They were staying a few miles outside of town where I work. And they said they're worried about it. They're worried about that second spike. They're worried about folks coming in from Chicago. But they'll quickly add at the same time, this is a place that relies on that business. I think people here want a little bit more funding when it comes to these programs so that they could stay closed. But again, I think people felt like the Supreme Court made the decision here in Wisconsin that it was time to open up. But you can see here, let's around. Nobody's wearing them. Nobody's, uh, there you go. Including the Striking images. Cal Perry. Cal, thank you very much. So could you, could you follow that? The cameraman is yeah. out there trying to humiliate people for not wearing masks. He, and, and this is his whole way. It's all about how can we judge? How, we can, how can we make these people look stupid? The rubes, whatever it is. And the guy who's being humiliated says, your cameraman's not wearing a mask. And by the way, half your crew's not wearing a mask. And this is the perfect example. Uh, it's like the fucking, yeah. the glee that people take in passing judgment and, in, and, and, and signaling to everybody how good they are and how, and how offended they are and all that stuff. And I take it all with a big grain of salt. Like if I hadn't seen, I mean, it's, it's just such a peek behind the curtain. That guy on MSNBC, obviously, he doesn't care about people not wearing masks. He just wanted to be out there pointing a finger and, and, and belittling people. He didn't tell his cameraman to put a mask on. He didn't tell the people he was working with to put a mask on. This is, this is the real human being. You pull the curtain on the real human yes. being. People yes, no, no, full of no. Shit. I, no, no, they're full of shit and you can't know. They're full of shit and you can't do anything about it. And that's what yeah, I've like, learned. That's the, this coronavirus is point, is the final nail in my coffin of people. You can't trust people. Everybody's stupid. Nobody is intelligent. And even the intelligent people are willing to lie about it. So why are you fighting this guy? You know what, Lewis? I, mean, I, I, I wonder, I, I've really been thinking about myself and this is gonna sound braggadocious, is that the word? But I, this is yeah. really true. I was never um, vulnerable to peer pressure growing up. I never was. I, I rem, I can, I'm not going to bore you with the examples, but I can remember specific examples where I just was unaffected by peer pressure. And I think that is a, a trait that I'm born with, and I just bothers me. I know I should make the hostage video. I know I should get out there and say blah, 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 blah. And I just, I can't. And, I, and it's not that I don't, I'm not offended by the woman or many of these things that I fought back against. I am. Oh, it's not, and God forbid, it's not because in any way I live my life doing things like that because I, I absolutely don't. 
I mean, not even, not even a little bit, but I, I just see something in that, you know, I hear the way he said about the, the, the biscuits and I hear the way he described himself and I see the woman freaking out and I know what she's doing. And I'm like, yeah, what she did is shitty and maybe she should get arrested. I'm not, I don't think she hates black people. And I, um, I don't think she should get fired. I think a, a shitty person can keep their job. That's what I think. And you know, maybe I'm reacting to I'm sorry. No, 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 go ahead. Maybe I'm reacting to what you're doing is because I am the same way, I would say, as you are. Yeah. This coronavirus may be mental. Two months ago, I said it was, it was insanity. The damage that we're doing is, is going to be way worse than what's happened to those poor people who are dying. And people turned on me, but I kept on saying it. So I'm with you. Yet again. Right? <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to tell, tell, tell you one thing. If I could give you any advice, which is the advice I give to myself, which is, there's something <laughs> funny. Shut up. There's so, shut up, right? Shut up. There's something funny in a guy like us trying to change and it's the insanity of the world. And, it, you know, something, you, you could be a hero about something at one day, or they're going to come after you. And they, like, I they just want to say a word about Louis Shaver's position on Corona. He has a contrarian position on corona and just to sum up he feels that lockdown is doing far more damage than the coronavirus ever could i don't know that i necessarily agree with that it might be the case i think we still have a lot to learn but i was upset at the way people came at lewis for expressing that point of view in a very mean way and a hostile way rather than discussing so so that's yeah. what, that's what i'll say about that can people look that up online uh, facebook or something I made it private because I don't need I don't need strangers coming after me who don't know me, you know. I mean that's the problem, Noam, is you're you're doing this on a, on a public forum and people are gonna they, you know how people are, they're just shit. Basically, Noam is right. Noam's right. They're shit. People are shit, 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 and double shit. Listen, I will tell you something else. I can't tell you how many times on this show I've had yeah. like experts liberals um we had a whole conversation and then after the mics were off they conceded to me certain facts which i had said which they just know i couldn't say that on the air you know i have a yeah, career to worry yeah. about i mean yeah i i could counter uh, it would take more than two hands to count those examples calabria uh who was producer before periel used to like um inventory them because we used to crack up about it like these, these people that everybody's scared it, it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, with, like but they're example, scared about so many different things. So many. They're scared things. of the mob. They're scared of the mob. They're scared of being canceled. Yes. Um, and and you I know mean, what? And and what? Anyway, I, we're going to go. Man. To be clear, I I, well, I, I mean, no, to be I mean, very very clear, I do not like what this. Yeah. I, I don't defend what the woman did. I don't. Okay, don't let me put it, the most accurate. Come say hi, Ari. Okay. You can take your head and come say hi if you want. Can I bring my son on camera? Columbus, come on camera. Just just come and say hello. Just look at what my friends look like. You're talking to Lewis is talking to his son? The the most accurate way I could put what I feel is, is that if I were in this um, man's shoes, the bird watcher, I would be furious. I I would be furious. 
Um, but, um, and, and that's, and I'll, and I'll say that, you know, I, and, and, and rightly so. I don't, I don't know if, I don't, I don't know if I, if I play the, the dog treat uh, thing again, I might, I might say, you know, I, I, maybe I need to retire that one. I might say that to myself, you know, after, after it yeah. blew up in my face that way one time. And she, and she was crazy. I mean, in the law, you have the concept, Dan, of the eggshell, eggshell, what is the eggshell plaintiff or the eggshell? Yeah. Eggshell plaintiff, right? Yeah. Uh, eggshell skull, right? Right, the the egg, well, whatever. Yeah, just, this woman was clearly neurotic, you know? No, but what she did was particularly insidious because yes. she knew what the potential harm that could come to him, and that was why I, she I, did that. I don't, I don't, okay, you're saying harm. I, I mean, it would have been, it, yes, I guess it was potential harm. But, but Periel, we do have to admit, he did, it does seem like he was trying to scare her a little bit. It does seem that way. Maybe she was scaring him with that fucking crazy dog that she then almost no, choked no, to death. No, no, because we read his oh. account of it. He, he said, he, he never said that. He said, I, I said this, okay, but you're not going to like it. And I keep these biscuits just for this sort of thing. And it's really no plausible explanation that I've been able to come up with, which doesn't involve the intention to worry her a little bit. Because otherwise, was, go ahead. It was a small dog. I don't think he was afraid the dog was going to harm him. He, he didn't like the dog running around because it damages the, the rambles. But even if, even if the dog did worry him, it was, she wasn't intentionally trying to worry him with the dog. But it seems like he was intentionally trying to worry her by saying, uh, I'm going to do something. You're not going to like it. Here, here, Poochie, here, Poochie. And he pulls something out of his pocket and offers it to the dog. Was she saying, stay away from the dog? I mean, uh, you know, if that was your kid, you might have shot him. But it situation. wasn't a kid. No, but I'm saying you would, like, I, we're rehashing. I'm saying it, it, the last thing you would think would be when he said, I'm not going to like it, what he really meant was he's going to give my dog an awesome treat. Like, that's not, that can't be the impression he was trying to give. So let's be honest. I am let's being be honest. honest. And I think that she um, was in the wrong from start to finish. Periel, well, let's, well, let's uh, say if it was a white guy. Let's say if it was a white guy. But if when I do this, exactly you go, but when I do this, you tell me that I'm trying to change the story or change the subject. You can't no, say no, what if no, what no, if he no, was. I don't. That's because you don't understand what changing the story means. I'm trying to tease out the essence. What I'm saying is that if it was a white guy that she said that that said that to her, and she went and called the cops, we would say this bitch um, freaked out and called the cops on me. And we would, but we would not be so angry at her. You would have never called have the cops if it was a white guy. Okay, this is where you're wrong. People call the cops on white people also, Periel. That's not the point. All right, all right. This is, this is crazy talk. Okay, we will, why don't we leave it at that? You know, you know very well, Noam, historically speaking, that Periel doesn't change her mind or concede even, even a fraction of a point uh, ever on these matters. Um, no one's asking her to change her views completely, but a, a, an occasional I see your point <laughs> you know, might be, not, might be, but you, she won't do that either. But I anyway, already said I saw I don't, I don't know Periel's husband, but I want to say right now, I admire this man. This man <laughs> has, this man has forbearance and commitment that, that only, uh, <laughs> that I could only dream of. Okay. He this likely, is, man is a he saint. Thinks, he likes, he thinks. This man loves his Son. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> so carry on, carry on, at the end of the day, 
is a good-hearted, I think, person. He's awesome. She's awesome. Means well. Um, you can see us. You can you can write to us at podcast at comedycellar.com. Uh, Lewis Schaefer, if you want if you want to follow him on Twitter, I don't know Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, or Twitter. Lewis Schaefer, L E W I S S C H A F F E R. You can listen to uh, Nunhead American Radio. Google that. That's on every That's week. Nunhead for Americans that live in Nunhead, but you don't have to be an American that lives in Nunhead to to listen to, to listen to it. Uh, thank you, Lewis, for joining us all the way from England. And I know it's late for you, so uh, I guess uh, good yeah. night. And have sweet good dreams. Night. And can I can I say stuff. thank you to Periel and and Nome and uh, good luck to uh, New York. I miss you. And we'll see you next but time. I'm sorry. Bye, Latov. Bye.